Hey there, before you start tonight's episode, we wanted to talk to you about a brand new project that we're starting that we're really excited about. It's called Whose Dice Are These Anyway? It's a podcast where the stories are made up and the rules barely matter. Join us every week as our bumbling crew of adventurers solves some mysteries, fights some monsters, and does terrible celebrity impressions. Starting Thursday, January 26th, and every Thursday thereafter. You can find Who's Dice Are These Anyway on every major podcasting distribution platform. You can also find us on Twitter at Who's Dice. We hope you'll tune in for action, suspense, and uncontrollable laughter. See you then. Hello, and welcome to the Guild that Keeps on Giving, a podcast about a group of friends and their thoughts, ideas, and experiences relating to D&D. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Patrick, and let's go talk to my friends. And now part three of this UA's playtest. Enjoy the show. The Bormonts. Put in CFCE. Okay, I type in CFCE. Nothing happens. Hmm. That was charge, fight, count, and enemies. You guys can roll an investigation in this room. Okay. Cool. Um, I'll help someone roll investigation. <laughs> I don't know why I'm on advantage, but I rolled two ones. I don't know, but you're pretty sure it's that CFCE thing that you tried <laughs> to go. I also rolled in that one. Okay. You are also convinced that that has to be it. <laughs> I am going to do Padre. something then. Come on, Padre. Padre's investigation starts with a negative one. That's why he's always mm-hmm. perceiving things. All right. You can perceive if you don't want to investigate. Ooh, and I do I'll tell want you. to do that. Nice, 21. There we go. As they're, like, going over this and they're, like, the Belmonts, you know, like, count on your enemies to show you whatever, like, this and that, and you're like, count, count. And then someone makes a vampire joke, like, one, two, three. And then you're looking around the room, and you're like, hmm, there are different numbers of monsters in these paintings. Look, guys. Look at all the different monsters. Like, this one has one siren dragging somebody down to the depths. But this one has, when you count them, like, a half a dozen death knights terrorizing this village and you know and this one has one troll uh and this one has two mummies wandering through a corridor so we have one two one six we have one two one six that's the numbers though you think do just a basic cipher uh like a b a b is two c is three like that a B A F. This thing is A B A F. Uh, <laughs> this thing's hard AF. Let's uh Yeah, let's put <laughs> We'll put the numbers. I'll put the letters that correspond to the numbers using that basic cipher. Yeah, that would be A B A F. Nothing happens. Alright, we'll All do right. it differently then. Good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do it live. Yeah. Um can we one siren, two mummies, one troll, and six death knights. So if we do an A and then an F, 
and then an A and a B. Does anything happen? No. How about SMMT? All right, I'll put SMMT in. Siren Mummy Mummy Troll. I don't know. No, they were knights, right? Well, then there were six death knights, but there's only four spots here. What if I type in the letters F-O-U-R? F-O-U-R? No, nothing happens. That would have been pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Um, One siren, two mummies, one troll. I'm just going to open the door back to the kitchen that I assume is no longer a kitchen. <laughs> the old, what used to be kitchen, which is now like a snooker room or something. Uh, okay, let me get to dynamic lighting. Yeah, that door's closed. Uh, and you open it and it's a guest room. Yep. Let's check out the guest room. I feel like we were right on it, though. We were right about to get this thing right. Yeah. You can still get it right. Yep. I'm just going to keep thinking. Uh, yeah, just keep thinking while Weston explores this room. Um, or yeah. excuse me, Click explores this room. This is a, uh, there's a guest room and it has uh, a bed and like a vanity and uh, a little fireplace and a table. And, but otherwise this is like a neatly made up bedroom uh, for a guest. Try SMTD. Did we do that already? I don't believe we did, but I will put those in. Or whatever sound it makes when I do that. Uh, it does, nothing happens. Okay. Mm. Okay. All right. I'll follow Click into the guest room. Okay. Uh, It's the same room that I just described. It's a guest room for a guest. I will uh, search through the dresser and vanity. Okay. Just nice things that you would uh, provide for a guest if they were coming, but nothing noteworthy or uh, particularly interesting. And just in, while I'm messing with it, I'm trying F-I-V-E as well. Five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are somehow better than what I came up with, though. It's still not it. Okay. All right. What about... After you search the guest room, you can once again attempt an investigation of the painting room. Enough time has passed. Okay. <laughs> I get a 13, Bellicose. Okay. Here's your your final hint. You are very close with the idea of the cipher idea, like the numbers correspond to letters, but maybe the numbers and the letters are connected to the paintings. Okay. Okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. So whatever the letter S would be and T would be and M and D and all that stuff. And when I looked at them in order, they were one siren. There's one siren. 
And then there were two mummies. Two mummies. And then I come across the room or down, whatever, south to the other end of the room. And mm-hmm. I see um, one troll. Right. And six death knights. Correct. Is that right? Okay. Okay. Um, we just don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, we're going to start in that order, I guess, uh, because I don't. We don't know like what order these things go in, but we have a good feeling that this is the way to go forward, right? Okay. All right. So, so what do you get when you use that cipher? Like what letters are you working with? Uh, so mind? I was going to start with an S for siren. Okay. Uh, an M for mummies. A T for troll. And a D for death knight. So I'm going to give you like when you're playing mastermind. Two of those letters, or Wordle, two of those letters are correct, and two of them are incorrect. Okay. I believe Siren is going to be Siren. And... Uh, how about U for mummies, the second letter? You now have three letters correct. And K for Death Knight. You have four letters correct. Okay. We just need to figure out what order we put them in. All right, Correct. Tr- try S-U-T-K. Nope. T-U-S-K, boar tusk. It's just tusk. And the, nice. the thing opens, do you say this word out loud? Let's just say you did. I do. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> it's tusk. As you say it, uh, you hear a loud like thump uh, on the table. And uh, so two things are happening because you're solving two puzzle rooms at the same time, just in this puzzle room. Uh, and so on the table now is a brown paper package uh, with a like a letter attached to it. And in your hand, you slide out essentially like a sheet kind of slides out of this tube. And there are cutouts in the sheet uh, that. Uh, OK, so we need to put things we find in these bags into the. We feel like that might be. So it, with the thing you pull, unrolled, it's like you unrolled a scroll, but the scroll has like squares or rectangles chopped out of it so that if you put it on top of something, you could sure. see through uh, that. Gotcha. Where did the scroll come from? I miss that. The codex. Oh, came out of what, the codex. This is what unraveled out of the codex. This okay. thing that fell on the table uh, just seems to have come out of nowhere. I open it up, the bag. Cool. Uh, do you read the note on the outside of it? Yep, and I read it out loud. <laughs> cool. A note on the outside reads, To Abigail, since you were the only one who believed my invention would work, I gift you the product of my hard work. I call it a photograph, L. Uh, inside, and when you open it, is a framed photo, uh, which to you would be weird. Like... Uh, because this is like a new technology. This isn't a painting. This looks like a realistic depiction of right. an event. Um, of people standing outside of this house. The small plaque mounted at the bottom of the frame has the names listed from left to right that seem to correlate with the people in the lifelike black and white image that you hold. Uh, if you read the names, it says Bertram Bormont. Handsome human uh, is kind of like depicted at the far left. So I'm going to like read the name and then the description that you would instantly kind of associate with the picture. 
So Bertrand Bormont, handsome human man with a cigarette holder uh, jutting upwards from his mouth. And it says Charlotte Bormont, uh, a fair-haired human woman. Uh, she's wearing expensive jewelry uh, and a kind of like borderline scandalously low-cut dress. Uh, and then it says Abigail Bormont. This person is a dark-haired human woman. She's wearing trousers and a vest. She's smoking uh, a pipe in the photo. Then it says Professor Doric Fizzlecord, a gnome with hair going kind of every which way. He's leaning on a cane in the photo. Uh, Emir Fithre, a tall elf that seems disinterested. And uh, Luthander Ron, an excited looking dwarf who is by far the happiest person in the photo. I am going to just copy those descriptions and paste them in our chat so that you don't have to ask me to reread them over and over again. That's just good planning right there. So I'm thinking L is Luthander Rand. That's a it's quite a leap. That's it's pretty Alright. Um <laughs> Abigail. Okay, so I took it. Uh, I want to take that picture and see if it fits somewhere in the scroll, like on one of those slots. No, the slots are. It's like the scroll thing is basically like the size of a piece of paper, like uh, or uh, the page okay. of a book. Gotcha. Uh, and the cutouts feel like they would be word sized. Uh, okay, gotcha. We found this in the library. Um, but the so if you put it over the picture, it's just like parts of the picture but it doesn't give you any clues or but if we put it over a book potentially it could do something for you all right so there's nothing written on the scroll it's just like holes in a paper correct okay so we know there were four books on that table maybe we should go take a look at those right actually we have to find that room again because it keeps moving (laughs) also right uh Okay. Well, we'll go into the guest room. Okay. Yeah, let's see if the library is still the library. And Yeah, we'll go to the next door to the east. Oh. So we have two smokers. We had two ashes in the poker room. I'm sure Charlotte was the perfumed diamond earring. And then the brandy... Could have been Doric, Emir, or Luthander. Or Bertram. Well, he had the cigarette, so there was the ashes. Yeah, that's true. Probably sitting. I don't know. The happiest person in the photo is probably the drunkest one. Agreed. <laughs> it's also a dwarf. The brandy so I drink. Assume that happens anyway. Mm. All right. Uh, it is still the library when you go back. She should be able to see, but I can't tell if you can see it or not. Yeah, it's it's the library. All right. We'll go to that mythology book and place the uh, paper on top of that. Uh, did you leave the page open to the page that... Yes, the exact page. Uh, good. Uh, when you do that, the following message... Uh, appears 
when you like read the words and letters that are cut out, you get the following uh, message that will appear in your Roll20 chat, but I will read aloud. Uh, Lorenzo's light box is the key. It saw the truth. I hate to compliment the little prick, but he is perhaps the smartest of us. If only he had put more effort into returning our son instead of his stupid toys. All right, Lorenzo's light box. Who is Lorenzo? That's the L. The guy made a pinhole camera. That's how he got a photo. Oh. I mean, actually, I don't know that. I'm, <laughs> I, am so I was going to say, wow, Padre. I am so stupid that I'm like, <laughs> that is. I, I don't even understand what's happening right now. I so. would love it if that you said all that and then we're like, like, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, take that for what it's worth. And you look and your fate card is gone. <laughs> right. <laughs> I knew something. That was what I wanted. Oh, no, goodness. you still have your fate card. All right. Well, let's see if we can find Lorenzo's light box. Now, when we're looking at this paper that came from the codec, does that just fill up like one part of it, or does that like is that the whole thing? That's like the whole thing. If you take, um, because it's only taking like a a word or two from the page. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I got you. And so it's putting this all together over the course of the whole page. All right. So Lorenzo took the picture, which is why he's not in the picture. I mean, that's definitely one reason. All right. Well, let's explore more. Are these doors to the south? There are doors to the south. Oh, wait. There's a, is that an open door? No. Uh, it's a, I forgot to dynamically light that. So. Oh, to the east? There's a door, though, but it opens into a closet. Oh, anything in the closet? More books. <laughs> <laughs> closet full of books. Great. All right. So we'll go south. Okay, uh, it's a closet. Uh, we'll go north. Guess what? No, it's not a closet. Not uh, a closet. It opens. Uh, you walk out into a courtyard uh, with a large fountain. Oh. Uh, you are surrounded by kind of like like hedgerows kind of around you, and you are uh, in like hedgerows. There's like kind of mist coming out of, it seems like a hedge maze kind of thing. Okay. So those are where the mist is coming out. Those are openings. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Anything in the fountain? Uh, yeah, it does look like there are gold pieces and uh, even some gemstones in the water. Hmm. Perhaps people threw it in here for luck. I'm gonna give a perception check on this misty entryway, exitway, whatever it is. Yes, you sure See if can. I can. Tell anything um, cool about it? Go for it. All right. What do I see with a nine? Um, with a nine, you see uh, it just looks dark and misty. And then you feel the plants around you start to like wrap around you. And part of the shrubbery like falls away and this giant vine monster is upon you. And we're going to roll for initiative. All right. So I'm talking about D12 mm-hmm. or D20 test. Uh, we're going to do rules as written, so D20. Gotcha. You want to put the turn order? I will, yes. 17. Okay, and Click got a 28. Nice. Bellicose, do you have a plus? Uh, I have plus two. Okay, great. Now, I can switch initiative with any allies as part of the roguish 
new class features. Does anyone want to go first? Like, have a cool thing they need to do at the beginning of combat? Mm, I don't. I don't either. Okay. Okay. In that case, I will let you guys fight it up close. Um, I will shoot it with a short bow. Okay. Uh, That is a 26 to hit, which I'm going to assume is a hit. That is a hit on this uh, giant branching. And I have some allies within five feet, so I will add sneak attack damage. Not great rolls there. Uh, That is 20 total damage. Okay. So pretty good. Uh, And that is it for me. Okie doke. Bellicose, you're up. All right. With my bonus action, I'm going to Hunter's Market. I don't need concentration on that because of my Hunter subclass. So it is Hunter's Mark. With my six-level Hunter's Lore, uh, lets me know any immunities, resistance, and vulnerabilities it might have once it's Hunter's Marked. Okay. It is resistant to cold and fire. It is immune to blinded, deafened, exhaustion, and prone. Okay. I'll yell that out. And then while I'm yelling that out... Now that you've used the yell action, your turn is over. Is there a yell action? (laughs) Probably there will be. No, just... Inform the rest of the party action. All right. I will attack with my uh, moon sword. And I get Hunter's Prey because it's already wounded. And I also get Hunter's Mark for one extra point. So if a 19 hits... It does. That is 14 points of damage. Okie doke. And then I get two attacks. So I will do that again. 20 also hits. All right. And that is... um, I don't get the Hunter's Prey more than once a turn. But I do get Hunter's Mark every time I hit. So that's 11 plus 2, 13 more. Okie doke. All right. Is that it? And with the bonus action. Yes, that is Okey-dokey. it. Okie dokey. It's its turn. And it's going to continue its attack that it originally sprung into action to do against Dodo McDuh and attempt to uh, constrict you. Uh, does a 16 hit you? Okay. Uh, well, don't worry. Then we get to try out a new thing. You're grappled. Uh, <laughs> yay. Now I have advantage in my Goliath. Oh, let me pull another character sheet. Which sub, uh, race in Goliath did you take? Stone giant. Stone. But, um, I have what's called powerful build. I have advantage on any saving throw you make to end the grapple condition on yourself. You also count as one size larger when determining your carrying capacity and the weight you can push, drag, or lift. Okay, so, so when you go to end this condition, remember to give yourself advantage. I will try to remember. Well, uh, yes, I appreciate you announcing it so we can all try to remember. And uh, and also, all saving throws are at minus two. Because right, you're cursed. Cursed. Oh, yes. Correct. Cards. That I have. But I just wanted to remind you of that. I <laughs> so, yeah, so right now you're grappled, which means your speed is zero and can't change. Uh, you have disadvantage on attack rolls against any target other than the grappler, so you can still attack it. Uh, the grappler can drag or carry you when it moves, but the grappler suffers a slowed condition, uh, unless you're tiny, which you're not, and, or two sizes smaller than it, which you're not. And while grappled, you can also make a dexterity or strength saving throw against the grapple's, or the grapple's escape DC, 
at the end of each of your turns, ending the condition on yourself. On a, success, on a success, the condition also ends if the grappler is incapacitated or something removes you from the grappler's range. Okie doke. All that being said, take 10 bludgeoning damage from just the attack. Okay. And... Uh, oh, and the next, the poison kicks in on your turn. And that's it the is- end of its turn. Okay. And it's now the beginning of your turn, so take 24 poison damage. <laughs> As this red poison starts oozing out of these, uh, like, thorns, mm-hmm. parts of this vine, and poisons you. Now, do I get the feeling I would get this poison damage every turn while I'm grappled? It does feel like that, yeah. And to end my grapple is my full action? At the end of your turn, you can attempt... So I think, the ba- if I'm reading this correctly, and people can argue with me if you'd like, but the way it says it is you get an... Uh, I get a turn, and then I can do this. It says, escaping, you can make a dexterity or strength saving throw against the grappler's escape DC at the end of each of your turns. So you get to take your turn, and then at the end, you get to make the save. To see if I bust loose. Right. And Matt, which UA is this in? The one where... Pl- the, the third uh, one. The Clerics third- and, sp- okay. yeah. and Species. All right, then I am going to attack, and I'm going to do so with... My actually, I am going to cast uh, Toll the Dead on this thing, and I'll put that out there for you. Okay. Uh, rolled the digital dice. Ugh. I rolled a uh, fourteen as the damage for that. Okay. It needs to make a Wisdom saving throw. Is it is. Um, Let me see if I can get that up on the screen for you, which I don't know why it doesn't. Uh, I failed. So. Okay. So it'll take fourteen damage. It is now bloodied. Uh, and then at the end of my turn, I am going to try to bust out this Okay. You have grapple. advantage and a minus two. Oh, so, <laughs> so uh, factor all of that in. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to try to do that. So like we're playing 3.5. <laughs> so I'm going to roll an acrobatic save at advantage, but we're going to minus the two on our own after the fact. Don't yes. forget your flanking bonus. No. <laughs> Don't make <laughs> it more confusing. No, please don't. So, <laughs> nice. 23. Okay. Even with your minus 2 of 21, that's still higher than the, I think it's 14, or, yeah, Oops. escape DC of 14. So, you break out of these uh, vines and are free. Cool. Um, and that's the, but that's the end of your turn. So It is. Thanks for playing. It's Click Tabish's turn. <laughs> Click uh, is going to do the same thing he did last time. Shoot it with a bow while his friends are fighting heroically. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's not so great. Uh, that is a 12 to hit. Uh, 12 is not enough. So your bolt goes flying in right between all these vines and it doesn't hit it. Okay. And I don't think I have any shenanigans to use against that. So that's it for me. Okie doke. Uh, Bellicose, you're up. I am going to cast Thunder Wave. Wait. Okay. Never mind. I don't have that spell. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that was one. I cast I'm, Wish. <laughs> I cast Wish. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything I can do? Yes. I will just attack. All right. And does a 13 hit? A 13 does hit. Ah, good. So that's. Discovered the AC. 14. 
Okay. Points, and then a second attack, a nine. Oh, no. That does not hit. It does not. So, total of 14 points. Okie doke. He's taken all that damage. Uh, it's now his turn, and uh, he's going to... He doesn't like getting hit with that moon sword, and uh, the other guy got out of his wet vine, so he's going to swipe out at you, Bellicose, and try to constrict you. But I don't think a 14 hits you. No, I have AC 18. Uh, then that's its turn. It's Dodo McDuh's turn. Yeah, so the Padre steps up, and he is going to cast Toll the Dead again. Okay. Did it come through? Yes. It sure did. So and it's a wisdom I see saving throw. You're boldly trying to... You're just assuming this plant isn't super wise, and you just so happen to be correct. Uh, it failed. Uh, and it will take 17 damage. All right. And that's, uh, that's going to be it for me this turn. Okay, it's uh, looking a little bit withered, uh, and you see it kind of making a move toward, not a physical move, but it's now kind of, it seems like interested in the pond, and it is ta- Click Tavish's turn. Great, I will run along the edge of the pond here and step up next to it, Okay. swapping my short bow for a rapier which is something I can do as part of the attack action now Mm. because of the new UA rules. Uh, And I will slash at it with a silvered rapier. (laughs) It's not going to do it. That's a 10. Uh, No, that is not (laughs) successful. That's a miss. I was more focused on running along the edge of the pond. Yeah, really coolly. uh, Mm -hmm. Trying to look cool instead of... Focusing yep. on the damage. <laughs> Instead of trying to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll, uh, but that's it. All right. Uh, Bellicose, it's your turn. Two more attacks. Ooh, 25. That is a nice one with 18 points. Oh, I get the hunters. Okay, 19 points. It is dead. Ha-ha. Take it that. It withers away and just kind of crumbles uh, into nothing. That sounds super fun. I mean, not for it, but for you. For us, it's... <laughs> uh, it seemed interested in this fountain. Maybe it's a healing fountain. I'll take a risk and... Well, I'm not wounded. I've tasted enough things already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll jump in that thing. What do, you, what do you think, Padre? Yeah, I jump in. Uh, I'd say um, something not very witty. <laughs> uh, I just go in and... Uh, I'm just uh, sort of super amped up from the fight with the vine monster. Mm-hmm. Does anything happen? Yeah, uh, yeah, something does happen. Uh, I just need to. I die immediately. Set it up. Uh, no, you uh, get uh, fifteen hit points Woo-hoo. Uh, as you feel the the poison kind of get of acid out of damage. Right. Nope, so just regular healing. Fifteen hit points of healing. <laughs> I'm, I'm no longer bloody. I just come out and I tell the guys, I feel so refreshed after jumping in that pond. Very nice. Join us next week to find out if the Padre prefers pools or ponds to swim in. See you then. Thanks for listening to the Guild that keeps on giving. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or whatever your favorite podcast service. 
Also, don't forget to like and share our Facebook page, The Guild That Keeps On Giving on Facebook, our Instagram at TGTKOG, and our Twitter at T underscore G underscore T underscore K underscore O underscore G. For all of us here at The Guild That Keeps On Giving, thanks for listening and have a great week.